Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another episode of the Rambling Belt Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Nick Pearl, and I did a lot of pre-gaming for this Elimination Chamber event. We did the pre-game, I watched the show, and today, we're going to be talking about my reactions. So let's get into them. So this pay-per-view, live from Perth, Australia, starting with the pre-show at 4 a.m., main card at 5 a.m., and I want to tell you, I really wanted to wake up for this, but I didn't, because I was going out with my boys. We were having a good time. I'm not saying I was going out with them at 4 in the morning. I'm saying I was going out with them later on in the day. They came over around 8 o'clock, all ready to watch the show, and I hate Peacock. The show was over, but we can't actually stream until two hours after the show ends. And how am I supposed to know when the show ends when I'm avoiding all my spoilers? Really annoying. So what did we do? Did we just sit there for two hours waiting for the show to come on? We waited maybe a half hour, 45 minutes. But I said, you know what? I bet I could find a stream of this somewhere else. And guess what? I did. So Peacock, get your act together. The network's been on you for a very long time now. You should be able to watch it as soon as the show ends. I don't care about the processing. It's annoying. Anyway, I did not watch the pre-show in the beginning. I actually watched the pre-show, the one match on the pre-show, the Kabuki Warriors versus Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell, the hometown girl. I watched this as the last matchup of the night. So this was our main event. And I'll tell you right now, it was good. It was a match. Indy had a nice little comeback sequence during it. And it was, it was a fun match. This whole show, it was very predictable, but it was a fun watch. You know, you sit there, you watch it, you have a good time. Nothing surprising happened at all. Kabuki Warriors came out on top, was not expecting a title change here. The next matchup of the night was the first match on the main card. We had the Women's Elimination Chamber matchup. And I think this matchup was better than the men's. Everybody had a chance to show off. You had Becky Lynch, the man. Big pop of the night. She came out, crowd was hyped for her. Who had the second biggest pop, though? Tiffany Stratton. Australia was all over this woman. And rightfully so, because she is a star. She just got called up. She was in NXT for, like, what, a year and a half, two years? Just started at that time, by the way. She didn't wrestle before that. And now she's in Australia, the biggest stage of her career to this point. And the crowd's going nuts for her. But they wanted Tiffy to win. They, in their hearts, felt it was Tiffy time. She did some crazy things. And WWE actually posted a compilation of all the crazy spots that she was involved in on YouTube. They didn't do that for anyone else. She is 100% in my mind being slotted at WrestleMania against Bianca Belair. It's just got to be happening. And I'm down with that. Tiffy's not going to win. But it's going to be the biggest match and the best match of her career so far. So your winner of this, you got Becky Lynch, as expected. <laughs> this is going to be a fantastic match. It may top Rhea versus Charlotte from last year, which is my favorite women's match of all time, if you don't know. If you didn't watch one of the other podcasts where I talked about it. But this matchup, Becky, Rhea, it's money. Next up, we have the Undisputed Tag Team Championships. The New Catch Republic. Versus the Judgment Day. And the New Catch Republic, their new theme song is hot garbage. I don't know what they're thinking. Just call them British Strong Style. I don't understand why you can't do that. 
but they go, New Catch Republic. I don't care about that. Just have a good match with a good theme song. Now, theme song aside, it was a fun match. It was an extended Raw or SmackDown main event, we could call it. Pete Dunne, thank God he's back. Tyler Bate always looked fantastic. I thought at one point they were actually going to win this match. Even though it was very predictable that the Judgment Day would win, I actually switched my thoughts to think that they would win after they hit that double Tyler driver. It looked very fun. Finn Balor messed up his thumb, rightfully so, because Pete Dunne, joint manipulation, he breaks the fingers. That's what he does. Judgment Day came out on top, and I'm ready for them to lose those belts to the awesome truth at WrestleMania. Now this is the matchup that I was the most excited for, the men's elimination chamber match. And the way this came together, I think it was good, but it all focused around Randy Orton's injury, which I was more concerned for him than watching the actual match. My cousin Eamon tuned in a little bit, and he, he texted me and said, Nick, when you're watching this match, look at Orton. Let me know if you think he's actually injured or not. And I said, oh boy, this can't be good. Like the first bump that Orton took, he did his DDT to the outside of the ring, and he held his back. And from there, they kept saying, oh, Orton's got to be hurt. Orton's got to be hurt. You know, he just came back from back surgery. I don't want Orton out. And off of a basic bump, I'm assuming this is going to be the story that they're going to use heading into WrestleMania. Because in this matchup, it looks like they're setting up Randy Orton versus Logan Paul, which is going to be very good. This is going to be a great match. They're also coming out of this matchup. I'm assuming it's going to be LA Knight, yeah, versus AJ Styles at WrestleMania. Another fantastic match. Drew really showed out, though. Drew got the most eliminations out of anybody. Him and Orton were the only guys that actually got eliminations. And McIntyre getting that elimination against Bobby right in the beginning. McIntyre struggled to beat Bobby at WrestleMania. He got the win back. McIntyre beat LA Knight, even though Styles came in and beat him up with a chair. McIntyre got that win from SmackDown that he didn't get. And then McIntyre beat Orton when they had their feud during the COVID era. So everybody that McIntyre has not beaten in the past, he is now beating now. Moving on to WrestleMania, he's going to win that belt. And he's going to hold it till at least SummerSlam when Punk comes back. We had the Grayson Waller effect. And this was boring. They could have done a press release of this or something. You didn't need to have them all come out. I understand that Grayson Waller's the hometown guy. I don't like him. I do not like him at all. The crowd was happy to see him, though. But you have Seth come out. You have Cody come out. You got Austin Theory in the ring. This is the match that we assumed was going to happen. Rock and Roman versus Cody and Seth. Rollins says that he's about to be cleared in a few days. Good for him. I just hope he's not coming back too soon. The main event, Rhea Ripley versus Nia Jax. And the crowd was very invested in this, although I didn't think it was that great of a match up until the last five minutes. I think Nia, this is the best she's looked in a very long time. She beat down Rhea the entire match. Rhea became the underdog because Nia's been destroying everybody. As soon as they did that Samoan drop spot to the table on the, on the outside and it didn't break, I said, ooh, that was nasty. And it looked fantastic. And then Nia goes to the chair and she jumps and does an elbow drop. Like, Nia should not be doing elbow drops. And Nia really wanted to push Rhea past her limits so Rhea could come up, hit that riptide, which looked amazing, by the way, and win the matchup in her home country. So great performance by Nia. 
this matchup, leave it one and done. I don't want to revisit it because it happened, and that's all I'll say about it. WrestleMania is really beginning to shape up now. You've got AJ Styles, LA Knight, Logan Paul, Randy Orton, and I would, you know, Kevin Owens could also be added to that too. You got to get him on the show somewhere. Drew McIntyre, Seth Rollins, Io Sky, Bailey, Rhea, Becky, Jimmy versus Jay, Roman Cody. I think this WrestleMania could be one of the best WrestleManias of all time. And as it should be, it's WrestleMania 40. And I'm very upset that I'm not going to be attending, but it's okay. My cousin's getting married. <laughs> I was supposed to be there all week. I'll be watching live night two. Night one, please no spoilers. Please. So that's my coverage of the Elimination Chamber. I think I've talked about it more than enough. What I want to talk about is this Thursday. Well, you may be wondering, Nick, what, what's happening this Thursday? Where are you going to be? What are you doing? Well, that is a great question, and I'm going to give you an answer. <laughs> I will be attending a MLW pay-per-view at the Melrose Ballroom in Long Island City. I don't really watch MLW. Eamon FaceTimed me and said the tickets were cheap. I looked. I will be sitting front row with my boy Velarde. It's going to be a very fun show because I don't know all the guys. I think we're getting a TV taping and then we're getting a pay-per-view. Whatever it is, I will be there. Velarde and I are front row. Eamon and his boy are, are sitting behind us like two rows and three seats over. So we're all going to be there. We will be filmed. I'm very excited. And I might meet Minoru Suzuki. So we will be talking about Major League Wrestling on the next episode of the Rambling About Wrestling podcast. I've been your host, Nick Pearl. And if you missed this episode or any other episodes that I've done so far, you know where to check me out. I'm on everything. You can see me on the Rambling About Wrestling Instagram, YouTube. You can check me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora. If you want it, I'm on it. Tim, close us out. And thank you for Rambling About Wrestling. <laughs> Let's keep rambling, everybody. Let's keep rambling, everybody.